Welcome, folks. You are listening to It's Getting Harder to Remember the 90s podcast, but I think you know that already. I'm your host, Scott Shifty MacDonald. Today, we have an interview. Now, what's it mean to be genuine? What's it mean to be, people say someone's genuinely this or genuinely that. I mean genuine, like where you take your inspiration and things that you love and you wear it on your sleeve. Our guest today, the man that I spoke with, Derek Jenza, is genuine. He is a man who wants to be a superhero and be a rock star all at the same time, unabashedly sticking to a vision that him and his brother Brad started back in the living room back when they were 12 years old, some 30 years ago. Now, take a listen. We had a great time, and I'll do some housekeeping at the end, but here's Derek Chenza from the band Artificial Agent. You should know what this is. Yes. This is Waiting to Die by Artificial Agent, my band that I've been playing with for the last 12 years. So it's been 12 years on that, right? Yep. I, I, have, I, I, I came to a realization of something. Yeah. I'll, I'll, we'll get into it here. So here's how we, we normally start it. We let you rock. Right. <laughs> and then... Derek Jenza is here with me today. Derek, here's how I start it. Where were you born? Where'd you grow up? Born in Warren, Michigan, and uh, I grew up in Sinclair Shores. Um, okay. So yeah, I'm. So from from Detroit. It's the, yes. It's yes, your yes. your Michigander, Southeast yes. Michigander. If you yep. were to tell someone where you grew up, you could point yep. at the pad. My hand. Exactly. Yeah, that's how we yep. do it. Yep. Derek Jenza is has been a staple, I think, of, of playing music live with your brother, right? Well, yeah. Yeah, Brad and I have been playing in bands together since we were little. So yeah. when I looked into this and thinking about it, and I've, I've known you, but, but looking into it, I think you guys have been playing together, or you've been playing in a band almost 30 years consistently. Yes. At least. Not since, to age you. Since 1988, actually playing live music yeah yeah so, so that's 30 years yeah or more it's, it's it feels ugly when we sing these things it makes people uncomfortable to think our, about age uh, i don't mind anymore. our guitar instructor was mike rigel who's also known as mike cross from okay. sponge yeah, yeah, yeah. he just passed away yeah and uh he worked at guitars for stars and brad and i would go down the street on harper and go in there and our eyes would be like oh my gosh like look at all these guitars and that's something we wanted to do because from a kid's point of view always wanted you know saw kiss when we were kids and obviously you've seen some of the versions of our band are either a version of kiss or class Revo overbite had more of a queen kind of thing usually very over the top showmanship kind of thing but on, on cool music on, on this on the side as well what I saw uh, out of it at, at different variations of it. So I've saw the the obvious. The, the, there's there's a showmanship to it. There's 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 a kiss thing. There's an element of like characterisms mm -hmm. in the big show. I well, while listening to stuff again, I'm listening. I heard like '70s teen pop melodies. Yep. I heard kind of like a power pop kind of cheap trick maybe. And a rock that came from, I don't know where that rock and roll came from. Was yeah. there someone that led you to this? Was your brother the one? Or we um, had a babysitter when we were younger. He'd sit down and draw with us, but he put on Kiss records in the background. Yeah. And we would like dig that. But before that, I love Sean Cassidy from 
the Hardy Boys, Nancy yeah, yeah. Drew Mysteries. So that's where I can maybe get the teen pop kind of stuff. I love Leif Garrett. I love the sweet. There's all these bubblegum pop. Which is which, and, and, and just the name of the bubble gum was just because they were labeling it to, that was that was they were selling it to kids then. Yeah, now, the market was actually there was adults that bought things back <laughs> yeah. back in like the 60, late 60s, 70s. Exactly. So they would call it bubble gum when they were just marketing it to, to, to young teens. Yeah. You guys both did you both take guitar lessons or was it just the enam? The, we you know, the we enam both did. He took bass and mm-hmm. I took guitar. Bradley obviously excelled. I can <laughs> still only play. Uh, Mary had a little lamb, yeah, or, or, or yeah, G E, yeah, something like, like that. And, and, it, you know, guitar, I, I usually a, go to him and hum something. I go, "This would be a great idea." La la la, and then he's like, nah, 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 or whatever. There, there's some people that take it like I, I, I liken like drums to like uh, nuts and bolts, you know. Right, and right. I, and I liken like people that 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 play guitar or, or play piano and things like right. that start thinking in chords and how they move. Right, it confuses me. Oh jeez, you know though, you have. Your career has been impressive, and I know we're not supposed to turn this around, but I've right. actually never got a chance to really ever sit down and talk. Usually, we're more in a social aspect of our lives when we're together. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, big block. Mm-hmm. Um, the numbers. I've mm-hmm. seen you rock people's faces, and you just do it effortlessly, and it's a very cool thing. And it's, I can see why you're a sound guy because you like being around it. But you are one of the best drummers, probably. Oh, stop. I, well, I mean, I, people say that, and it, it's it's. I like hearing it. Yeah. Okay, but, but, you okay. know, and my ex-wife used to say she's like, "This podcast thing's great. You love talking about you. That's your favorite." There subject. you go. Okay. Are you going to force all these people to talk about <laughs> you and say nice things to you in your broom closet? Right. Like, well, maybe. But I, I appreciate that. I took it from a youth. I had a, 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 a uncle that was a drummer, and I seen his drum set when I was right. little. And I'm like, I want a drum set. So from nine, I started playing drums. The reason it felt more effortless, say, besides like just being dumb youth and blind and just going mm-hmm. headstrong into it, is I love music, and I played since I was a kid. Every time I played the drums from like nine to like 14 and started playing, mm-hmm. I wanted to be on a stage playing. Right. And I listened to music, and I had younger parents. It's like I, I was like, "This is what you do." Right. It's just too dumb to be scared of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was not. I was just like, "Let's go." Right. And that's my thing. So I, what I see though, with with what I what I've seen with you guys playing, and then just different variations of it, you're not self conscious of it. You you get an idea, and you you go in and you you present it. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's nothing that. Nothing that I could do to be consistent on it. I, I, I would just play, but thinking about it, I admired just the fact that you guys would put together an idea, and it would be a full package. Yes. Like, would you guys just conceive a whole thing, even when you're younger, say you and Brad, your brother? You know, you're doing those, you know, drawing pictures in class or thinking, thinking Bradley was laughing that I, he remembered when I was in third grade, I made up this band of classmates, and I called it the Electric Cobras. And, <laughs> hey, that's And he's all like, he goes, why didn't you ever use that for anything? And I go, I don't know, I don't know. But then he like, he goes, I remember the one photo. I think he, he said he has it downstairs, but I didn't have time for us to dig it up. A drawing that I did, and and behind the drummer had a giant cobra thing over. It. He's like, you're already like creating a stage show before. Yeah, before you even got to that point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I admire that. I, I the thing that I've noticed and the people that I talk to and hang around with. Mm-hmm. Now you had said it that I, I kept being a sound guy because of. It was because I love music and being yeah. involved in it. I, I see that in you. Is there a point to where you just thought your work that you've done has gone from, say, 
playing in bands wasn't exactly the there's we all had another job right right well you've worked at all the theaters different yep. production things like that what what did you do as as you say you got out, out of high school and was it i want to be around music i went to concordia college in ann okay. arbor and yep. i wanted to be a teacher okay and uh, once i did like one year of teaching i didn't like it because i was like yeah. all these kids have their whole lives in front of them and, and I just, i'm in tra- I, I have hold i still was playing in a band but it just was i still felt like I wanted to do something else. Yeah. I, nothing against that because I still worked with children, uh, like at Roseville Parks and Recreation for about eleven years. Yeah. Like, I do the summer playground thing. I, it's just I like that I had role models. Yeah. Summer camps and different stuff. Mm-hmm. So you know, I'm like obviously if you see any of my my uh, stuff, I love superheroes and Star Wars yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So I'm really relatable, I think, to children sometimes, like with that kind of stuff. But. It was just a thing I wanted to have them to have a role model that they like the ones that I had, and then we were lucky enough to not have creeps or, or yeah, that or people actually took advantage yes. of that. Of, we, we were of lucky being enough. around children yeah, at that point, and these could... are still people that are in our lives. Uh, like that babysitter Nick, he's a he's a son. I don't think I think he's sixty something years old, but he's a, you know martial artist and a hard worker and all this other stuff. He's married with children and all this stuff, but we always attributed our whole thing from. Starting a little bit with that, listening to Kiss Records and drawing. So I've gone out in that. But then me being in a Lutheran, I went to Lutheran school my whole life. I went okay. to Bethlehem Lutheran, Roseville, yep. and Lutheran East in yep. Harper Woods, and then uh, and then Concordia, and um, which it was weird because I wanted to get out of that every every time when I was doing it. But now I appreciate it because yeah, it, 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 it rounded me. you out. And it, yeah, yeah, it's an actual. There's ac- there's there's an acumen of that that's proceeded down through through, say, a religious thing and that, that actually comes in handy. Right. I mean, the world's a weird place. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you know, if there's anything that could guide you and any structure in it and, it, and something that seems just a little more pure, right? it makes it a lot easier sometimes. Yeah. Some, sometimes you can look at things and you're like, this is a fucking hellhole of a yeah. fucking planet. <laughs> I, I, right. Like, sweet Jesus, you know, yeah. and... and if there's anything that could guide you along, and then if you could give back, well, that's more than fantastic. Right. It, but so did you? Did you take that though? But being with music, and now where did you work throughout the course of like say past teaching? You, you got out of. Oh yes. Yeah. So then I got into. Um, I kept going up to the Ritz or the Palladium or whatever it was at the time. Uh, I think it was the Ritz at first because mm-hmm. I was booking our shows with these people, and mm-hmm. they go like if. If you bring two hundred people on a Monday, then we'll move you to a you know a Thursday Wednesday or Friday or Thursday yeah, opener. But, yeah, yeah, it's almost kind of a pay to play scenario. Yes. I remember it well. And you have a dollar uh, things where that's how they counted. Was like it the Scroys doing it then? Uh, it was. Uh, it was think Joe Neport at the time. Oh, was it Neport? Funny thing with him, I didn't. My first time chatting. Well, I never chat with him. Chatted with him, but Paul Stanley was playing there. And you had to be 18 and over to, to get in. Mm-hmm. And my mom was going to take me. And she called. And they said, you got to talk to this guy, Joe. Yeah. Mom had his name written down, Joe Neoport or whatever. And uh, then the guy called back. and says, yeah, Mrs. Jenza, I'm sorry we can't let you in. And she goes, even if I come in as a guest? And she, she's like, or like, I'll have him by me? Yeah. And he's like, no. And then... So then after working years later, he's like, I must have been in a bad mood that day because I well, want the money and yeah. I don't know what the deal well, was. Yeah, it was, probably, it was probably such a hard, I mean, it's Paul Stanley. Yeah, they, within they did a two week. sold out 
were they sold out? Well, oh, yeah. then he should have he shouldn't have been mad about money or nothing. Well, he should have been. Other, he's probably just having a bad day. It could have been. Well, I, yeah. I mean, nothing nothing against yeah. you, Joseph, because I, I worked have, with you. I, I know, me too, yeah. obviously. <laughs> but he, he always laughs at that story. And then I thought I was going to have in that time period where the music was for me. I know you were more like what replacements and it was, all that yeah, kind of stuff. It, yeah, then. yeah. It was, uh, but like, this is still is the eighties. So it was the eighties. It was it was well, it was the everything that was on MTV. Yeah. But and then then we kind of found like college rock and right. things like that out of the record time guys and right. then out of the Car City guys. So it'd be like the replacement Soul Asylum, yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. More spoke to me. I mean, everyone oh, takes what they take. I know, I know. But I mean, it, I would, I could sing every Human League song back when I was like 14 <laughs> years old. I mean, well, I love Duran Duran. So I love Duran Duran. And I still to this day. There's nothing wrong with Duran Duran. Um, I noticed when I started hanging out with you and stuff and it got to be like the late 90s maybe early 2000s actually you lived across the street from me for a while i did live across the street for a while over there was it on (laughs) weyburn and gross point park yep yep, okay so that's over by the tap room which was a bar that we all i mean basically the the park became um almost like our brooklyn or like greenwich village you know what i mean everyone kind of gravitated over there in the 90s because of the cheaper rent yep you you could find any number of guys in a band or worked for in there was musicians up and down up and down the street. It'd be like holy moly, and it was all different. It was all different. It was. It wasn't, and that was the thing that Detroit kind of begat at that point was there was so many different things where it was Motown or it was the Stooges or it was this the MC5. Mm-hmm. All those things ran, and then it, then we came like Alice Cooper and all that mm-hmm. stuff. At some point, we just all threw it in the in the same box, and, and like just everything was pulling from everything. Right, right. I mean, you could take you could listen to. Laughing Hyenas and John and those guys back then. And you could pull Alice Cooper early. Oh, yeah, totally. It all felt like everyone did their own thing. And we all still intermingled because, right. especially in the park. Well, I you mean, know, uh, and then a mutual friend of ours, uh, his name's Eric Semi. Mm-hmm. He got me into like the Fu Manchu and Caius. Oh, great and, stuff. And all, these are, and you see in more of the artificial agent stuff, I was learning, listening to this stuff. And even though we have that... A different rock, but we yeah. have like some riffy parts because I'd say like, you guys got to do this. Yeah, look, put we this in this put part. This, that, and that, that's because of a love of music. Now, yeah. Do you find it? I find it constantly, if not every second of the day, I'm listening to music. Of, oh, I want to hear more, and then I go backwards and forwards. Mm-hmm. I, I'll devour every, all kinds of music. Mm-hmm. And was there one thing that you thought? Obviously, it was Kiss, right? Well, that's one. That's a big one. But, you know, I have many influences from my mom That's making great. me listen to Boz Skaggs, and I still Ooh, love them, man. I love Boz Skaggs. Just, okay, I mean, really. And then lately I've been insanely into uh, Yacht Rock, that genre. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was actually told at a party at Gary Graff's house uh, a couple weeks ago that Gary Graff being the, the <laughs> was he the entertainment writer for the the Free Press? Well, whatever, he's or? in the, he Oakland Press, but now he's more freelance. He's got a book, Alice Cooper book called Alice Cooper at at seventy five. I don't know his history of if he was ever a musician, but he's been a fan. He's of a everything. big fan of everything. Yeah, I mean, he's so. he, he's been a proponent. Like when I worked for certain artists, mm-hmm. I was a tour manager before. Gary, we would run into Gary on the road, and he'd be at a festival. When I played yeah. in bands, say South by Southwest, many a time sitting in South by Southwest over like four or five years, it'd be like a Tuesday, and you go to the Stubbs barbecue, right. and it's just during the day, and all of a sudden you see Graf walk in, and you're like, hey, guys. <laughs> and you're like, sit down. He, he devours music, too. Yeah. Now, right. I find that we all gravitate to each, towards each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if it's when you brought up, say, our friend Eric Semi. 
Right. Eric wasn't a musician. Yeah. Or isn't a musician. He loves everything music on a nonstop clip and, and all kinds. Where do you think that comes from in you? I, yeah, my mom just had music all the time. Like That's cool. And we'd have like records. If she was getting ready to go somewhere, she'd let us, you know, you had those stacks. So mm-hmm. I think you put 10 of them on. So you get one Barry Manilow, and then you get a Kiss, and then you get a Boz Skaggs or... We'd stack the records, so it's almost like having a free play, like a or a yeah, like a multi disc changer. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, at that point, yeah, yeah, you know, but the thing would click, and you, you hear the click down, and it would go to the next uh, one. Yeah. Like in yeah. the beginning of the Happy Days TV show, like oh, I'm wait, dating wait, myself. Guys, okay, so this you're talking about a phonograph record player. Was yeah. it? You know, was it the plastic arm, and it, and it would drop up? Would it yeah, drop them yeah, down? Yeah, like a thing. Like yeah, a once the record was over. It yep. would automatically pop to the next one. Yeah, it would drop it down. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And it would just stack the records on yeah. top of each other. And yeah. in my head, I was just trying to think about like. So you're like, the- oh, can I sneak and slide an extra kiss one in there? And <laughs> I like mom that. would maybe not be looking. But, <laughs> but then we're go. learning all like Lido. You know, oh, you know, like, so uh, God, gotta Boss love the Lido Shuffle by Boss I was lucky man. enough to, from we're getting to where I worked. Yes. From, I've worked. Every job, probably, except for a sound man. I, I've been a and, runner. Yes. I've been a, a box office manager. Okay. I've ran box offices. Uh, I've been assistants, uh, like at the Metallica yep. Orion Festival. I was mm-hmm. uh, Kirk Hammond's assistant. Yeah. Uh, I've ran every part from performing to... Of a, li- I, I, of a live show. To, yeah. To, to consider a like, concert of a yeah. live show. You've done every aspect that's behind the scenes. Yeah. Six of her lights and... Because I've roadied too. I mean, I've you you've, know you've pushed, you've, you've you, been a yeah. hand, you've gone through, you've set up, you've been a stage hand, you've done that. Yeah, it's because you love music. Yeah, I love you music. You want to be around it. I, I, it's like a sickness that we yeah. have. It is. <laughs> it's like it's either like really we're weird. we're mentally ill or possessed yeah. by like the musical right. devil. Like they used to say, like, oh, that's the devil's music, and we're like. I'm possessed. Okay, uh, yeah. hey, if this is Satan, I'm cool with Satan. Yeah, exactly. Let's go. Let's yeah. go. As long as he's going to have some good jams all the way to the end, I'll go to hell. So saying that, uh, yeah, we had music in our lives. And I was also, uh, when I was in college, I was, uh, they had a musical at Concordia. It was Bye Bye Birdie. Mm-hmm. Everyone that tried out was in the college choir, and I was not. Yeah. So it's all these, there was all these stuffy people trying out for parts. But yeah. they had Bye Bye Birdie, and they needed a Conrad Birdie. So I'm like, you know what? I like rock and roll. It would my mom would get a kick out of me just Nothing trying out for it. this thing. I try it out. I got the stinking part. I'm nice. like, oh, you know, they're all chips, just right for some kissing. So that's fantastic. So so that drew you in too. To where did you do any more musical work at well, that? <laughs> we had three sold out nights. All this stuff. So in my head, I'm like, I, I'm just gonna do musicals. Maybe I won't. Be rock and roll. Yeah. I went and tried out just to have a summer job. I saw Cedar Point was having auditions. You know how they oh, have yeah. like, we're coming to oh, America. America. Like yeah. they have all these shows. If it's raining, people would always go, go in. And pe- yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's fantastic. So, did you go try out? Yeah, yeah. And I was awful. Like as in, I think I did uh, Sandy by Grease and then Yankee Doodle Dandy were my songs. But it was almost like I just started off sharp and then and you couldn't find couldn't it back play, and, and, and also everyone was just on i mean there's these musicians there that were yeah ace and the whole yes, killers and or, you're like but uh, they were just by the book 
I'm, okay. I, I'm like a loose cannon. Like you never. Well, yeah, you're into, you 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 have a feel to you. Yeah, yeah. There, there, these... there is there musical or musical theater stuff. They yeah. see, like you said, they seem to be a hair stuffy and they seem to be regiment. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? They're they're literally thinking yeah. about like onomatopoeia and project to the back of the wall and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Like they want you to sound great, and if you are. You know, with my stage presence and all that stuff, that was that would have been a bonus. But if you can't nail it every time, they wanted like almost perfection. Anyways, so just I started playing music again, and Brad and I always wanted to do projects, so we did the band Genza, mm-hmm. which was you know very Kiss like. I think uh, that was the mo- within your oeuvre. If we, we were going to put it there, that's the one that I felt was the most Kiss like. Right. Um, and there was theatrics right down to like. I, I, was it was it your brother? Each of you had a, uh, a persona, persona yeah, and Brad's all that. Yeah. Brad was like the space vampire, and I'm the solar cowboy. There you go. Blah blah blah. <laughs> no, that's I, I. You know what? There's there's moments where when when people are younger, just that you would have the balls to go through, and you guys, it wasn't anything that was wavered in. You guys stuck to an idea and then developed the idea and kept right. developing it. Like I said, I'll put it this way: what the height of what we were doing. We got to we were playing with Alice Cooper and Wasp mm-hmm. and all these huge shows. But you were doing the numbers, and I lived in the same neighborhood. So I'm walking around with a cowboy hat, like an idiot. I mean, oh. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> well, you're, and, yeah, then, and you guys were part. just like cool, and well, like, and I'm like, were oh, we going, cool? Were well, we cool? Dude, I, mean, I saw you one time at the, at the Gold Dollar, and my oh yeah, yeah, you're drumming. I, I don't, I know this is your show, oh, and that's I, not, that's I, okay. but I'm keep... wait. Please tell me how good I was. <laughs> it was like. I was like, holy moly. And then my roommate at the time, Andy Miz, yeah. he would play your numbers record over and over. You know, we, we did that record. So the numbers was a band that I was in after the band Big Block broke up. And it was still the core members of, it was Kenny Tudrick became the singer. He was a guitar player. It was mm-hmm. Joe Proper started off. Joe Schmo, our bass yep. player, started off. Then he went to college. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tell his own yeah, story. yeah, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. his college for so a while. His college, college for about uh, yeah, nine, uh, nineteen months of college. Yeah, and then, yeah. But we and then we took his brother. But then we we lucked out in getting. Um, there's a band, Big Chief, in town. Yeah, and Big Chief had dissolved at that point. They were on RCA and it just didn't work yeah, out. Uh, Mike Mike D. Mike D was a drummer, and, yep. and uh, it was Barry Hensler singing. It was Phil Durer was the guitar player, mm-hmm. and Mark Dancy, the artist, was another guitar player. Yep. And, and then uh, Matt O'Brien was their bass player. Matt O just so happened to be dating Co. Uh, that was hanging out, and he was hanging out in the garage scene, and, and Kenny was, and Matt O'Brien made me sound better in the numbers. Wow. You get a good bass player. They land for you. They push and pull. And make it seem like your slop is right on. Well, you guys were, as much as we were doing Chenza that was kind of Kiss-like, you guys were like it was a version of The Who that no one saw yet. Or that, was what, well, that was where Ken's heart lied. Right, like Kenny right. Tudrick loved The Who. I, me, and um, Matt O'Brien really loved the jam. And we, we oh, all yeah, right. So we all loved all of them. So they decided, you know, this is what we're going to look like. Unfortunately, I was a drunk and I was a little heavy. Oh. And I'm like, we're going to wear suits every show? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm chugging in at a, like 230 or uh, 240 here. Uh, but, but that was the, it was, it was to be just this pristine, like, like 70s rock, the who energy and vibe yeah. with, with like that Elvis Costello's yeah. attractions vibe. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. But 
you know, and we 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 we, sh- we shucked our wares with that one, man. And yeah. and it at that time in the '90s, it seemed like, or it was the '90s still. It seemed like people were getting deals and deals and deals, and the garage rock scene with with everybody from from say the coming from the White Stripes and everybody else like the Von Bondies, everybody getting signed. There was another heyday of it. We just kept going, and you just hit a certain point to where I'm like. I can't do this no more. Right. I'm like, I, I know how to run sound. I'm going to go do that. Right. They, they won't mat- I won't get my heart broken if, if the mix was bad and the band goes away. <laughs> <laughs> but every time we go headlong into trying to get a record deal and doing all this stuff and it just falls flat on your face, you're like, okay, I'm done. No, well, there, there's, so there's a theatrics that you brought to it that I believe comes from all these things that you say. So right. people realizing as we get, or I'm realizing as we're getting older, it's a, it's like a sandwich or a stack of records. It's yep. basically how your career and what you do right. in bands is presented on, the, mm-hmm. on that memory or that moment that you had with your right. mom or as a kid. Yep. And we're just trying to have fun still and emulate the things that excited us right. as a kid. Now they some they say it's like Peter Panism and stuff like that, yeah. you know. Yeah. But basically, we're just too like I said, too young and dumb to know that we're like <laughs> supposed to go do something else. I wanted to be cool. Right. I wanted and I wanted to be with different thinkers in that, and that's what you wanted to do. You wanted to be a representation of Kiss and a superhero. Right. Right. Which is fantastic. I yeah. mean. So you have, after that point, and you still play. You guys yeah. p- produce and put out records. Well, Brad and I, we had a time where Jenza burned itself out, mm-hmm. and he wanted to do an indie rock. He did two records because he wanted to do his own thing, and then I did Proper Villains. Oh, was, I remember that one, too. Yeah. See, so there's, there's a moment to where you decide, and, and, and it seems your brother does, too. Mm-hmm. No matter what's going on, you're going to do something musically. Yeah. And that's been going on since you were 18, 15, 12? I mean, let's say realistically 18 years old, you start playing in a band. When we were old enough to have parents go out and and we did not have babysitters. Yeah. As soon as they're gone, we get, there's this giant mirror that was in our living room and we put on a record or cassette player or whatever it was and we'd be... And you'd Doing perform a state, show. Yeah. But, but it's just Brad and I, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be lead on this song. And See, you're that's do fantastic. This. And then we started videotaping. They got this, you know, a videotape. A giant uh, camcorder? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we would start lip, we would lip sync to that, but that's where we kind of practice our moves like as in no we I see paul you. stanley yeah. he waves his hand yeah, yeah. I, I, you can't see obviously on the, the, the but uh, i'm like yeah. doing like a motion here and there's different people that gene simmons is a, a yeah. growly thing and uh nikki six and then um and then simon the bond has this movement and mm-hmm. uh, you start picking these things up even prince and uh, there's just so many people and you start to see what I just saw lately, there's a song by T-Rex, Children of Revolution. Oh, I love Children of Revolution. And boy, I don't know if Paul Stanley saw a clip somewhere. because Did he it, completely he, ape Mark Boland's yes, moves? He's like, it's, really? you totally see it in uh, 20th Century Boy, which I've seen that kind of video. He's on like Top of the Pops or that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And then I just saw this uh, latest one. And it's a thing where you're like being this androgynous sex symbol thing where you're moving your hand and you're not, you know, you're welcoming the audience. Yeah, you're but, drawing them in with Yeah, you. and if the girls like it, you can point at it and if the boys are into it, you put your fist up or vice versa depending on how how they're yeah, acting that night. They, yeah. <laughs> how they look so, and how so, it's yeah, going. Yeah, you never know. So anyways, you could see like 
everyone takes something from something. I've tried to, when we did proper villains, I wanted to be totally stiff and do a different persona. Mm -hmm. I just, I did it for like six shows and I just could not just stand still. Because I had to start it, moving. It gets and, in you. This is something that you've, yeah. It, it, the part that I that actually admire more, more so than whatever is, I don't care if you had a record deal. I don't care if you guys sold a million records. Right. I, I care that you wanted to do what you wanted to do. You develop it and you stick to it and then it becomes un, it, it's second nature that comes yeah. out of you and it's not something that's, even if it's plotted out, even if it's musical theater right. it, or the grand design, right. that you're like, this is we should look like this and do this and this is going to be the mannerisms or I should be stiff or a different character in this band, mm -hmm. you still decide you're going to do it and you do it. Right, right. That's fantastic. Well. But, and it, it's, it's crazy. It does just come out that way because Brad and I were talking about this show from this past summer. We played at this festival. The place is packed. It's insane. But Brad, you know, he's a father of two, mm -hmm. and he's uh, he he brought his family, and he sometimes doesn't get a lot of sleep from having they're like seven and five or whatever. Young kids, yeah. But they never saw their dad do this like live or whatever. Yeah. But the thing was, is Brad was like exhausted. I don't know what the deal was, just from work, and then yeah, get, putting kids to bed, getting them up, blah blah blah. So he, but then he's in his artificial agent garb drives in you know they have the you know that but then the little girls are seeing everyone wave their family and yeah, like, yeah. they're like going, what is going on so i guess there's two segues to this story the one part is is brad's exhausted but still taking pictures with doug podell and all the different people before we go on and hey everybody i'm setting up merch doing you know the usual pre-show yeah, stuff the, the, yeah but literally, i didn't realize he was just like tired and like as soon as the show's about to go on, we're rocking. So I'm watching the video, and I'm like, Brad, you're like, he goes, you know how exhausted I was during that? And I go, you are like a total rock star here. Like, you're like, like moving here. The minute here. The, the stage lights yeah, hit. You're, you're throwing pics to the, the, those girls right there, and then you're doing your, like, moves, whatever. Now they've become his thing. His, yeah. He's not... He's not Gene Simmons. He's not Ace Frehley. He's the Brad Jensen. He's the yeah. So he's doing all this stuff, but it's just so natural. Music that... has something that, that speaks to certain people's souls. And when the switch is turned, you go fucking nuts. And you, and you just blank out almost. And like I said, it's like a it's like a autism or a possession. Yeah, it is. It's the devil's music, Derek. <laughs> Don't tell the people back at Concordia. Oh, I know. Yep, uh... they'll find out. Well, both at Lutheran East and at Concordia, I got in trouble for performing. We had a talent show at Lutheran East. It was my band, the Teenage High School Energetic Maniacs. Them. Them for short. There you go. I did a quick. I did some quick. Right, quick I, I, I was thinking, I'm like, no one would write that all the way out right, and everything. Right. And, and we knew that there was a them with. Ah, that doesn't. The, when the you're young, one, you yes, take. Yeah. I mean, come on. I was in Beggars and Choosers. We just <laughs> straight up lifted a song title and became that band, our name. <laughs> okay, so okay. Well, we auditioned with a videotape, so you can just see us doing rock and roll all night, like like this. Or mm -hmm. It sounded like a garage rock version. Little amps. We're Brad just learned it from Mike Cross or whatever. Like pretty much the bass, just so we could do the talent show. Yeah. Brad's in ninth grade. I'm a junior. Anyways, so we're playing, but we opened with Talk Dirty to Me. Okay. And I kind of have like a the outfit I had was... You, Maybe tight or... No, no, it just, it just had a lot of clasps and stuff. But um, as I'm singing, um, 
This was the eighties. So we're 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 okay. So just to to preface it, so people don't think that you sat there and in in like you know two thousand and two, you're in high school and you're like, I'm gonna put a bunch of class. No, yeah, this is the way clothing were back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually a guess guest thing and then it just so look, looks similar to what like kiss was wearing at mm-hmm. the time and that's but, the I, but I, you know anyways we all had our own, our own kind of looks brad and i essentially have been dressing the same way we do talk dirty to me and there's tons of like lutheran teachers at this thing and then we do rock and roll all night and we got the place rocking and it was fun we made the songs a little longer because we weren't really like used to playing uh yeah. Alive. So, like, it's a 10 hour version of rock and roll all night. Yeah. Anyways, but then I get to school on Monday and I got the one teacher super angry going around in class. Is this before you can look up lyrics on the internet? Yeah. He was having students uh, tell him what, what the talk dirty. Yes, talk dirty to me was. And he's like, he's so like we're talking to you after school. So, Poison's talk dirty was. Talk dirty to me. Yeah, I mean, talk dirty to me is just basically innuendo about sex. I mean, yeah, but so it's it's so PG. I mean, it was all over the radio and MTV at that point. And then that was it. We were sitting. He 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 lined us up. The drummer, my brother Brad, uh, the guitar player went to Roseville, so he he was our rock master. Yeah, from he was there. off, and he's so, off. So he's yeah, not going to get in not trouble. Get in trouble at all. But we're sitting there, and then and then we were in a carpool too. So I have like the people I have to drive have to sit through this, and they're like, and the guy's all mad. He's like, if my daughter was ever dating you, I would never, or I would never let my daughter date you, especially when you're gonna want to take her behind some bushes and talk to her. And I, I go, because I'm like a cocky teenager. I go, oh, yeah. first of all, if you had a daughter. I, I wouldn't want to date her. And then, so it's making it worse. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to rub it in. Yeah. But, and then, because uh, this is so stupid. It's, it feels ridiculous. Right. It feels like satanic panic yeah. in the 70s or 80s or yeah. something like that. But it, I, I think I, they're, they're from that ilk. Like, yeah. These are teachers we're talking about the 80s from a Catholic school right, or right. a Lutheran school, you know, right. religious bent. Yeah. But that song just seems for well, for, yeah. for as sexy as it he's, could be, he, it's it's he, child sexy. He, he, he made it more dramatic. He goes, and you bow down to that crowd and ask them to talk dirty to you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I played a song. It's like I, I, go, I played what? a song that's on the radio, yeah. man. I didn't even write the thing. It's and not goes, even my thoughts. He goes, you guys might have to do. I'm going to see about getting some suspension or a possible uh, what uh, like some work after school or kind yeah. of thing. I went home and told my mom. She came into school and almost blew up the place the next day. Oh, I and love that, though. So she's all like, blah, blah, blah. I, I, who knows what she said? She went to the principal's office yeah. and my mother. After that, there was... They were, they were they cool were with it. There, yeah. no, there was no repercussions in you. Yep. You beckoning the sexuality of teenagers. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, then it, and then in college, they had like a similar thing where we got the, that same band with a different drummer. I was in college, so I was like, still like, oh my gosh, I still want to play. Yeah. So they had a similar kind of thing, and uh, then I got called into the dean's office. That's a little bit. That feels more severe. Yeah. What did you do, Derek? Yes, but it's because we did looks that kill. Well, that was okay. And and I was using my pelvic thrust to like. So I was simulating public thrust when I was like you rocking were... around. There was a song we did by, because this is nineteen. 90. So exactly Poison 90. was still, it's on the cusp of everything's ready to explode. There's, uh, There's the, a, they're about a, to do like Nirvana's ready, ready to blow yeah, up. And, yeah. and then 
and then go, like in a big way, and then hair metal and stuff is about to blow up in the opposite way, like as in like now it's not cool or whatever. Yeah. Now it's all become just one genre of music to me. But mm-hmm. uh, but then when it was gonna happen, though, I was we were doing we did another Poison song that was more melodic, but they'd have parts of the song down down to down pop down down to down, and every time it pop, I go. Boom, like this yeah, kind of thing. See, but there's Elvis these girls are screaming. and hey, that's and what you like, wanted at that and, point. And, you know, I'm throwing sunglasses. I mean, pretty much the same thing I do now. But yeah. yes, <laughs> it looks a little nicer when you're like, I think I was like 18 or 19 years old. So I got that. But the dean's wife loved the show. Great. And he didn't realize that. I don't know how they didn't even talk about it. Because a couple other teachers were the ones that complained. And he's like, listen, if my wife didn't like it, you'd probably be in a little more trouble right now. So... She says it's cool, and I was always like, oh, oh that was so nice. Thank you. Uh, well, what you were is a troublemaker in, yeah. in, the, in the Lutheran religion at yeah, that a point. Bit, yeah. But, but it, it, it it's, just comes because you want to be there and do these things, and it's, you're, you're doing – even the move, you, you've seen it from someone. Right, right. But you did it because yeah, you feel it. And then the next year, they had me be Conrad Birdie. Who's doing those same Conrad things? Conrad does that's, the same kind that's, of that's, it's, that's it's his, more campy. Are you going to be sincere? sincere but yeah. That's how I got the, the gig from yeah. acting like Elvis. Yeah, no, it's. With it, my it, pelvis. No, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a. It, uh, 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 Bye Bye Birdie is. In, in most musical stuff that came yeah. from, I would say it's like the 40s, 50s, was campy, almost gay stuff, right, too. Right, right, and, yeah, over, yeah. Overly sexed up, like storylines and like a bunch of innuendo. Right, like right. every tune was like innuendo yeah. laden. In well, they that. had the opening part, which I I just now started listening this, just because I haven't reached back and listened to it in a while. The live version uh, or the uh, Broadway version of Bye Bye Birdie mm-hmm. with, um, and then they have uh, they have a bunch of different versions. But the one song I didn't sing that I loved was where all the kids are they're on the phone talking to each other and it goes what's the story morning glory what's a turn blah 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 or whatever mm-hmm. tell me quick about hugo and jim hi nancy uh, 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 so yep. you're so there was a cool fun thing on there that i just loved and uh because uh but that's teenagers gossiping yeah this is even in the 50s or no or, it's uh, well, there's always been hormones there's sayings that we have like saying like what's the story morning glory right. things like that actually came from Actual Broadway musicals yeah. and things that were written by these by these grown men, right? Or the, and then a lot of them were gay, a lot of them weren't, and but a lot of them were overly sexual things that yeah. they could slide in there. That yeah. was like a, it's almost like when you see a Pixar thing and it's mm-hmm. the, it's for kids, but then they're doing like an adult right. eye kind of thing. Right. I think I think you have it in your soul, like like so many people I've talked to and and know that want to devour pop culture the way the pop culture that you see. Mm-hmm. You love music. You've weaved this through your entire life, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's 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 mm-hmm. admirable at best. I, I, I people say like, oh, you did, you guys got should have been big and this and that. And I'm like, I don't even know if big's anything. I think the doing it and the love of it is the, my success. People now they get tired of like it's like a job. Like the the, the guy from Fallout Boy. He's oh yeah, a, he's a taking break. a mental break because, because of... he's had to go back on tour, and they've been not. He had to go on tour for a month so far. <laughs> yeah. and he's taking a year off for his mental health. Right. And I'm, I would be. I would have killed him if yeah, I was in follow-up. Oh, well, boy. we don't know what they. Well, say, I know, you know too. Too. I mean, and, Kiss had all these extra members and well, and all that, that kind of things. Yeah. Like when, when 
the other guys. You know, they want to keep working and still use that. Uh, Duran Duran doesn't have Andy Taylor. but No, it's... they don't have Andy Taylor. I mean, and Warren Cucurullo came through, and then they have yeah. different drummers where it's been Steve Ferroni yeah, and different, yeah. different versions of mm-hmm. it and that. So, so, or, or where they broke into, remember when they broke into Arcadia? And they yeah. broke, well, of course you remember yes. when they broke uh, into yes. Arcadia. And Duran I Duran. love that record. That was and, a great uh, record. And, and Power Station. Yeah. I love the Power Station yeah. record. See, so this is the... This is why I asked you here. You were around in the 90s. It doesn't have to be about grunge rock or whatever people think the well, 90s are. Well, there's all are. sorts of stuff going on in the 90s. And, there and was. That, and, and it's, but, you know, obviously, I, I was just going through my, uh, I have a relative that's ill, and I was going through photos with Brad the other night just uh, of different things. And then I was looking how I dressed in the 90s. Holy moly. It's yeah. combat boots. Yeah. I mean, if I wasn't being the, the Derek Jenza, like, like a uh, fl- glam like rocker a, like guy, a glam rock but flamboyant. in normal life, I was I was mild mannered reporter from a great. Uh, you love that. <laughs> See, that's what I. That's I admire that. Man. Yeah, I, yeah. If if we can stay happy, just two three things in life that right. do make us happy, but we consistently keep at it. Now, right. I, I said I'd liken it to autism or possession. I think it's just us wanting to make sure that we're happy in a world that's. If you really thought about it. Right. It's miserable. Yeah, it's... It can be dark. See, so it's, 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 it's something I that takes away. I just watched that 90s show, which is a sequel oh, did to you that add, 70s. Did, what did it... How was that? It was... If you like that 70s show, it actually made me, like, all choked up about... They did a good job of putting 90s stuff, like... Cause, I cause have it's, to watch Because it's like uh, Eric and Donna's... Yeah, that's their kids. Their kid who's staying with their grandparents. Yeah. Then it went with me staying with my grandparents in the summer, maybe in the 80s instead. Like... Yeah, so you like you, you you see you see your past in that. I, yeah. I have to. I I, I was gonna watch it, and I, well, I haven't. I don't have a TV. Oh, okay. It oh, geez, how out. do you? Yeah, it does. I mean, I haven't watched TV. Yeah, I'm not trying to be cool, like when people. Are, I haven't right. watched TV in a, two years. I haven't watched anything. Oh boy. Okay. I'll, I'll watch some stuff on the internet. I like Seth, yeah. uh, Seth Meyers like, oh, okay. monologue thing. But I, there's just a, there was a moment where I, I turned the TV off in the middle of the pandemic because I just all I did was watch TV that first right. six months to try to escape the fear that yeah, was life. That was crazy. And I turned it off and I went, I'm just going to do what I want to do. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to what I want to do. I'm going to walk around and listen to music constantly and I'm going to be happy. Yeah. There's nothing else I can do. This thing, the whole, my whole life could go away tomorrow. I'm going to be happy from right this point on. So these nostalgia right now from, there's a nostalgia with the younger kids, which I, 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 we all did it. Because when we were in the 90s, mm-hmm. say we are in the 80s, we grew up with that stuff. 70s were too young to remember. But by the 90s, we start to watch the reruns of all the like. Right, right. Like it's like too close for comfort, all those things. Pop culture was sexy. I was <laughs> just talking with uh, uh, Joe Leone and Ricky Rat and stuff. And we were talking about how I was like, I was like, man, all these bands are doing tribute bands. I was seeing how there was this uh, Allison Chains cover band called Dirt, and they were playing with a Motley Crew called Wrecking Crew. And it was sold out. In oh, yeah. No, they're, and, they're on fire with it and, right now. And um, I'm like, man, I go, I, just, I still like, I, I I just want to do original stuff. I mean, playing in a cover band is kind of different. There, there's nothing wrong with anything musical. I don't but, I, I don't believe there's but, anything wrong. But they put it to me. They're like, people like, they want to, the Alice in Chains guys want to feel like the people, they, they want to feel like when they were a kid and jamming to Alice in Chains. Yes, the people so they want to see that. They want to hear the Motley Crue, which I get it. And again, I, I 
I do my own version of Motley Crue with my See, band, yeah, but... we've, we've, we've brought that through. But there's a nostalgia. So, But yeah. we, in the 90s, I can remember when we all wanted... The, remember the Doors movies came oh, out? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. chicks start dressing like hippies. And yeah. That, so I think it's every 20 years back or every 30 years yeah. back, a generation grabs a hold of that, and it becomes... There's, I, there's kids wearing those stupid, big, baggy, stupid jeans again. <laughs> <laughs> They're Jenko jeans, and new metal has come back as oh, a big thing. You know, yeah. It's like all of a sudden it's corn and this and that, and the kids are like, yeah. I remember the good stuff when I was, the classics, yeah. like corn and Limp Biscuit. And you're like, yeah, I was. Uh, I but but I, I can't fault anybody for loving music. Oh, I never do. Or as in, I never would tell someone that you're. Oh, you're stupid for like. There's people that do that. I mean, that, what, that we. I was one of them when I was younger. I would, I would fight to the death if someone was a deadhead. <laughs> I'm like, screw those hippies. Well, I didn't even listen to them. And then as you, as I got older in the last 15, 20 years, I'm like, right. box of rain. I just <laughs> Casey Jones. I'm like, all of these things are classics, and you dive into it. And it's like, why is I being a dick? It was just because I had a growl that I liked right, this right. thing. I, I'm very much more open-minded than most people yeah, that I know. Like yeah. you're saying, there are some dudes that'll go like, you don't like fucking death metal? Right. Yeah, fucking kill you, pansy. <laughs> yeah. like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But that's yeah. what they like. And I almost can't fault people for for yeah. hating someone else yeah, over something. I like everyone... a debate. People lose that love for things. And I'm going to end it like this. And I've seen you not lose your love for music and, and the feel of the theatrics of what you do. Right. From the minute I met you or seen you right. to yesterday or today. Right. Well, thanks. I, That's I cool. mean, you're fantastic. I, 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 so this is Derek Chenza. Right now, you guys are still an artificial agent. Yes. I just gave you our CD, yep. which the vinyl comes out in three weeks of the CD. Great. And I'll, I'll put that on the website, and I'll go through and do some links and for you. And you've said the word pop culture many times, and our album is called Pop Culture Disruptor. There you go. See? And it makes perfect sense. Derek Jenza, thank you so much for coming here today, thank man. You, I man. Thank you, man. I, I really enjoyed myself. This is a great show. And uh, you guys, if P asked you to be on it, be on the Please. show. Thank you, Derek. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Man, what a wonderful talk that was. We had a good time with it. We went kind of long, and I edited out a bunch of stuff with uh, pop culture. Uh, Derek's just devours it. So do I. And we just, it was fun to sit down. I appreciate everything he does. Now, if you want to check out anything Derek Chenz has done, him and his brother's Brad band is Artificial Agent. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. They're also their new record, Pop Culture Disruptor. The vinyl is being released in three weeks. Three weeks is whatever. I'll put a link on my website. And please go through, listen, like, review. Go to the website, hardtoremember.the90s.com. And with Derek and friends like that coming in and talking about things, the 90s don't seem that hard to remember anymore. Thanks again, guys.